Welcome to the No Plan B podcast. My name is Rene Weimann, and with me, as always, my partner, Joe Asbury. Jump in, Joe. Please introduce our guest for this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you that this guy's range starts in the parking lot, when he pulls up anywhere in any gym in the world, as soon as he pulls in the parking lot, that's where his range starts, okay? Jermail Jones, what's up with you, homie? What's up with you? Hey, how you doing? Pleasure to be here. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Let's jump into it, man. So first and foremost, let me share with the listeners that uh, we, we met a long time ago at a showcase, and uh, Jermail was a a hungry rookie man and he played great at the showcase man he was falling out and and i remember pulling him to the side and i told him hey man i don't know about a lot of these other dudes but you really got a high skill set man you got talent and i see in your future pro basketball so i'm starting to feel like i got special powers like i can see things <laughs> that a lot of people can't see you dig so let's get into yeah. it man like uh when did you fall in love with this basketball man when did it all start was it au or boys club or just the street well just basically being in the streets and just uh playing ball every day you know i played multiple sports so i had to choose a sport after i broke my ankle playing football i was like nah i'll stick to going ahead and stay with basketball and that's just kept me for the love right there yeah and so awesome. just playing every day traveling au basketball kept me going gave me a scholarship for school so i was like cool i can do more yeah. So that's what got me going. Man, that's awesome, man. Let's talk a little bit about your AAU experience, man. How was that, bro? <clears throat> My AAU experience was great. See, I played with one of the top teams in the state. Uh, it was a Nike travel team called Alabama Lasers. Yeah. And they are known to have big players, big names, and all that. So I was fortunate to be a part of their program. Oh, that's sweet, man. That's sweet. And so that, that led to uh, you you uh, did a couple years in JUCO and then I ended up at uh, Tuskegee. Is that correct? Yeah. Nice. How was that? Well, JUCO was pretty rough for me uh, from the transition from high school to JUCO because yeah. uh, the game the game sped up on me. And, um, you know, I had to make an adjustment really fast. And so when I made that adjustment, it was just like, okay, I got it. And then I, I grew from there. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, let's let's fast forward to the pro ranks then. And before, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand. This is one of those rare dudes, man. Like, he comes across half court, and it's it's not a bad shot for him. I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, we're, let's, let's talk about that for the youngsters, man, because I try to tell my youth team that, hey, man, when you see these guys who are pure shooters, like, I really, I view you as a pure shooter and, like, these Currys and, you know, there's a lot of guys like the Hardens, guys just really got sweet strokes. But I know that you put a lot of work in, man, because I tell my youngsters like, hey, man, you got to get reps up. You got to get a lot of shots up. So let's, can we talk about that for a second? But I, I know you always work on your craft. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, the stuff that I do in games, I work on it every day, day in, day out, especially shooting the long ball, off the dribble, catch and shoot. You know, it's it's repetition for real because if you continue to do it, then you, you go in the game knowing I've been working on this. I know I can do this, so why wouldn't I try it? Yeah. And once you continue to do it so many times, it, it comes natural. You know, you can't be afraid of your coach going to take you out the game. You just got to, you know, if you've been working on something, you know, you, you show it in practice, you do it in practice, in the game, nothing will be said. So nice. that's how I look at it. 
Yeah, it's shows. It shows too, bro, because your stroke yeah. is real sweet, y'all. So, I mean, if, if you could throw a number out there, let's say for the for the young guy right now who's 14, 15, growing up in Alabama, and he wants to, uh, you know, he's dreaming about being a professional athlete like yourself. What uh, what would you tell – how many reps should he get up? Should it be – I mean, like the normal, like everyone always told me, hey, man, Joe, you're, you're a high-flying dunker, but you can't shoot, so you need to start shooting between 500 to – a thousand shots per day. What what would you say? Would you say that number is about okay? Yeah. Um, well, I used to shoot. Be honest, like four fifty to five hundred a day. But it wasn't. It was all different type of shots. It yeah. was like one or two dribble pull up shots. It was spot up shots. It was like hezo pull up jump shot threes and stuff like that. It's just all different type of shots. It don't have to be a thousand because you're not gonna be shooting a thousand. You know, yeah. you just shoot what what you're gonna do in the game, basically. Yeah. Like work on your work on your rhythm dribble pull up. You know, stuff like that. What's actually you gonna have to do in the game? Nice, nice, bro. Thanks for sharing that. So you say 500 is a cool number because I'm I'm about yeah, to go that, tell my youngsters that today. Yeah, it, 500 is a good number. Nice, you know. Bro. Yeah. Nice. It's all about you, that. It's all about that rhythm, keeping yeah. that stroke. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you've also played in a few different countries, man. So uh, what country would you say you had the most fun in as far as off the court, you know, basketball-wise, where you really just could enjoy yourself? And what country did you get to and you were like, oh, my God, is this real life or what's going on here? Uh, my favorite country was Romania when I was in Romania. Nice. That, that was my favorite country because we were winning – and I was able to have a good time. You know, yeah. I didn't have nobody always hassling me about something. It was just show up for practice, do what you got to do. Hey, we're not worried about your outside life because you're producing, you're doing that. So I think that Romania life was great. Yeah, that's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful, dog. Yeah, man, jump in there, Renee. Jump in there, buddy. Yeah, I also want to know a little bit about that. When was that? When have you been in Romania? Uh, I was in Romania, I think that was... 2016 to 2018. Oh, you played like two full seasons or even three. Yeah, I played okay. two seasons there, and then the third season I went back. I left. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, we had a couple of guys playing in uh, Eastern European countries, like in Ukraine and also in Romania, and they all all, all of them said um, cost of living is a lot much lower than in, in Western <laughs> Europe. Yeah. And you still get paid good, and um, you can you can do a lot of stuff there. And and like the um, when you when you come to play basketball overseas in Europe, you have this whole new culture sometimes, and it's so uh, overwhelming for a couple of, or for most players, I think, who come from the USA. And um, then they're here, and they have to deal with everything. Of course, there are two to four, five hours of practice every day, most days, but the rest of the time you have to do something. And I would say. Um, in terms of that, Eastern Europe is definitely good. Would you agree? Like what you can do, what you can s s just spend time with. Yeah. yeah, I can say that. But it also depends on where you are also. If you're in a small village, it's not really much you can do. Where have you been in Romania? I was in a city called Yash. I haven't heard of that. Is it's, it a big city? It's, it's, yeah, it's the second biggest city in oh, Romania. Oh, really? Okay. I haven't heard of that, yeah. although I'm, I'm quite good with those things, but okay. Uh, and now, total opposite, you are in Switzerland, is that correct? Right yes. <laughs> yeah. How is it there? Like, how is basketball in Switzerland? We haven't had a guest from there, so that's an absolutely new thing. So tell us about it. Well, I've only been here for about 18 to 19 days right now. The first 10 days okay. were quarantine, 
Hmm. And uh, so I've been outside the city a little bit. It's really nice, but it's very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'll tell you one example. I went to McDonald's when I first got here. Had a double cheeseburger meal from McDonald's. Nineteen dollars. Wow. Nineteen dollars. <laughs> That's yeah. the real deal. <laughs> yeah, and I was like. No, not again, not again. Nineteen dollars <laughs> for a double cheeseburger meal. Uh, you came directly from the states back. You 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 spent yeah. uh, most of the year there, and uh, yeah. yeah what, 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 how is it now? Like, um, what are what, what do you expect from the season? How's practice? How's everything? Uh, what, are you? Uh, what city are you? I'm in Lucerne. Lucerne. Okay. Right. Uh, you uh, like what it? I'm expecting it. I like it so far as I've been out a few times, like the city is really nice. You know, uh, pe- the people are friendly also. And so just the beautification of the city is and the layout is really nice. You know, it's like, wow, I'm here, you know, yeah. if you've never been here before. And you must yeah. say, com- of course, compared to the cost of living, it's, I guess it's normal, but they still pay you pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty good pay. But the cost of living and all that other stuff is Make, it makes it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's good though. You you can lay low and save your bread. But uh, let me yeah. ask you this: I, I want to, uh, if you don't mind, let's go back to Romania just for a second because yeah. I want to talk about their fans because I know that a lot of those fans, man, in your home games, I'm pretty sure they went nuts when you were shooting those long range three balls you got. Yeah. How were the fans there? Man, the fans were crazy. They they loved us, but and then I became. I the first year I, I was there, I became a fan favorite, and it was crazy. It was like after two games, it was just like just, whoa, this is our guy. This is you know what I'm saying. It was nice. crazy because they wanted excitement, they wanted yeah. real entertainment, and you know, you know, I feel like I I kind of brought that there because during the game, if you into it with the fans and show some excitement towards them, you know, get them up off their feet, they get into yeah. the game, and you know yeah. they. Like most of the time, they were always sitting down, just looking. But then you get them into the game, also. They go out and stuff like that. Crazy, and they just got after that stuff like that. Yeah, nice, nice. Hold on, hey, I, I tell you what, though, man. Uh, I actually thought you got you didn't get a fair shake when you played in Germany, man. I thought that when you played in Germany, you played great. You were a, a ambassador, ambassador, American ambassador for basketball. You didn't have any issues off the court, and uh, you know, and you got your numbers, man. So, um, you know, what advice would you give to the the guy who's playing out here in Germany? Because a lot of these dudes don't understand that you can play in the pro B or pro A, and you can really have numbers. But I'm not sure if there's a, a legitimate scouting service that's in place. Because if there was a legitimate scouting service in place, then in my opinion, you should have got, you know, first league shot. You know what I mean? I think that you're qualified to play in the BBL is what I'm trying to say. But what would you say yeah. to the uh, to the guys that are here that that are playing here and might be playing in the Pro B, Pro A, that, you know, let, let's just share with the listeners that, hey, man, you might average, you know, 25 in, in the Pro B or – or you might average 10 in the Pro B, but that regardless, that doesn't mean it's like an automatic ticket, you know, to the BBL. There's a lot of different things and a lot of different factors. So what would you have to say about that? Uh, I would say, you know, well, with my experience, I played in the Pro B almost four years, had great numbers, 
Uh, I just feel like when you when you go there, they don't look at you. You know, you have to get numbers there because that's probably what your coach wants you to do and stuff like that. But if you got a chance to step up to the pro A or the BBL, you know, that coach have a different role for you. Only thing you have to do is get put in the fire to basically show, hey, I can play on this level. Just give me a role on what I need to do. And I don't have to sh take all these shots because in the pro B is different from the pro A and the BBL. You know, right. every coach has their different philosophy of what players need to do. And I just feel like a lot of pro B players are overlooked and they're better than a lot of BBL players. BBL players just have the name of what college they went to and stuff like that. You know, it's a big grind and they just won't take chances on people that come from the pro B or regional league or whatever. It's yeah. a grind for everybody, but it's a right. cakewalk for the BBL just feel something like, you know, because I feel a player went to D one school, this player too. But the D two player is better than the D one player. So right. I just feel like sometimes it's unfair. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that hundred percent. And uh but you know at the end of the day, you still on a pay vacation. You and I'm exactly. proud of you, bro. That's I'm right. real I'm proud of you, man, because you remember the conversations that we've had over the years and I told you, bro, I said, listen man, you got games, just stay focused, stay on your shit excuse me, stay on your ish and keep doing, you know, keep doing what you do because a lot of dudes is going to fall off the train, bro. You know what I mean? Like some dudes just aren't built for professional basketball overseas. Let's touch on that for a second. What, what's your view of that? Because I'm sure you got a lot of homies that hit you up like, hey, JJ, put me on, bro. And you're like, hey, man, listen, dog, I'm not sure, if you, not hating on you, but I'm not sure if you're built for this. Like, I don't know if you don't have the skill set for this. Right. Well, when it comes to being overseas, you it's really dedication. It's a sacrifice also, you know, leaving your mom, dad back at home, your family and stuff like that. Like if you can't handle being away from them eight or nine months, it's really not for you. You know what I'm saying? You can't be homesick trying to grind and dream chase because that, that's going to mess your whole brain up. It's going to mess yeah. everything up. You're not going to be flowing in the right way. You're not going to play the right way because you're thinking about your people back at home which if you don't have people back at home understanding why you're gone, then, yeah. hey, you got to have that support. You got to have that support no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Tap, tap in there, Renee. Tap in, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's great what you just said, and um, it's great that we covered that on this episode um, because I think it's something um, very important to have that surrounding you, and it also fits to what you just said about um, – things like fans and things, maybe these are some uh, new uh, problems or let's just say more like uh, challenges that come up now um, for some players who are used to everything that is surrounding that. Um, it might be hard because it looks like we, most seasons in here in Europe are going to start soon under those um, new rules, whatever is, I mean, it's different in every other, in every other country, but um, you will not have anything visiting the game, anyone visiting the games. There will be a couple of people in there. In some countries, it might be different. And that's a big challenge for players because they need this feeling inside of a game to, to get fired up. And it's, it's a different thing. And I'm sure you, both of you agree. Uh, if you play in front of 500 or 1,000, it doesn't really matter if it's 500 or a couple of thousand. It's, you know, the, the feeling inside of these buildings right. is much different when you play there alone with your staff and some... Uh, and the referees and maybe a couple of 
media people and that might be it. And uh, how, how do you see that? Man, I, I feel like it's it, that is really effective. Like, if you got fans, they it's like a extra push they give you. But if you plan empty, nobody's there, it's just like, oh, man, here we go. It's like a pickup game. That, that, that's yeah. it. That, it's like a pickup game. And you guys, you know, all you guys, you need to battle through that. It's a challenge. You agree? Yeah, it, it's a big challenge. Yeah, especially if you've never done it before, yeah. and then you have to go and do it now. It, it's a big. It's mental also. Yeah. It's very mental. Yeah, for sure. But honestly, I think that that's going to work to your advantage because with that with that three ball you got, with that that range you got, you probably going to be feeling like, okay, I'm just back at the crib and. You know, it's, it's 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 Sunday morning, and I gotta cook some foods. It's not a problem. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, here we are able to have fans. We're we we will be able to have fans when we start playing. So awesome. So right now everything's good. Hopefully nothing changes because every week is something different with this COVID stuff. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What is what is the like? How is it going to be? Is it? Uh, of course, it's not going to be a full uh, stadium. But how are the rules in in Lucerne in your Well, they say everybody have to wear masks. That's okay. basically it. Just wear masks. Yeah. Oh, but you can the full stadium. There are no. Um, I I, I, I guess like, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Good. That's good. Hey, bro, you can't be mad if if five thousand pull up with masks on. I know you ain't gonna be mad because you can still hear them. You know? <laughs> look, look, I'm being the crowd like, huh? What you say? Let's do it. What's up, bro? And when's the so, season gonna start? Um, our first game is October 10th. Oh, so you have like uh, three three more weeks left. Yeah, it's getting there. Then, okay. Home game? Nice. Away. It's a away game. It's away game. Okay. Yeah. And now you're getting ready. You have practice just after our record, you told us. Um, yeah. How, how's everything there, the team? Uh, you want to say anything about well, that? Um, our team is pretty solid. Like, we have some young guys that's hungry. And as they continue to develop, they can be some really good guys. Uh, okay. We have a few guys that play on the national team. So, you know, they're young guys. So as long as they keep working, everything will, you know, be where it needs to be. Nice. Now, if you're looking forward to it, I'm sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure when, when basketball was out of your life for a minute, I know you was going crazy like I was. I said, yeah, shout out to my man, man Renee. Renee came up with this podcast for me because when there was no basketball in my life, bro, I was borderline suicidal, bro. I was losing yeah, my It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And maybe if, if sure, we have. It was crazy. If we have time for that, how was that for you? Where, where have you been in March, actually, uh, in the beginning uh, of March? Well, well, I left Germany and I Britain went back Germany. to Alabama. Because okay. uh, I'm from Alabama, actually, Roll Tide. Um, mm. And um, I was there every day. It's just sitting around, can't go nowhere because everything was closed. But mm. then a buddy of mine, he owns his gym. So during the COVID time, we were still in the gym. It was like four or five of us still getting nice. work in while everybody couldn't get in no gym. So we nice. was cool. Nice. So, uh, that's beautiful, bro. Yeah, it's it's but a blessing I, if you have your own gym or something like that during that time. Yeah, yeah. But after working out, only thing we could do is go back home because everything was shut down. So okay. So spent about two or three hours in the gym just going back home. <laughs> that's it. Right. And and when you've been here in Germany, I would say it was about the 15th of March when things got very heated. Um, did you uh, did, like 
you were still inside the season, is that right? Yes. In the last yes, games, and, and then at some point in mid-March, they probably told you, okay, uh, no more practice, no more season, everything looks like it's over. Um, you left like straight on the next day or you waited for a couple of days? Like, how was that? Uh, they gave, they uh, booked me a ticket probably two days after everything. And it was okay. like, the best, the best thing for us to do right now is to get you home because they was closing um, stuff like that and I was like man it would happen now so yeah that's crazy would you agree that it was a good thing because we had players sitting and out in European countries some left like you did uh, would you say it was the right decision for you to do to leave yeah yeah, yeah. it was the right decision yeah yeah most definitely I'm pretty sure that, you know because the fam was worried about you and you know, yeah. So get back to the career. That makes right. sense. I must add, uh, most players who stayed in Europe, they still they already have like family here or something like that. When, from what I remember, our guests like those that stayed. Of course, they have family here, probably wife, probably even kids, mm -hmm. and then it's a completely different thing if you have that. For sure. Yeah. No, I don't have no family, no kids, no. I got some good friends now, and I had to leave them, but it's all yeah. good. <laughs> oh yeah, they happy for you, man. That, that's nothing. They can they can pull up in Switzerland and watch you drop that three yeah. ball, bro. Real spit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what else you got going on, man? So today you got practice. Oh, oh I meant to ask you how how'd the last preseason game go. Did that go pretty good for you? Yeah, it went well. We actually won one by like 18, 19. It was it was pretty solid, you know. Nice. We we still make a lot of mistakes, but that's in the beginning. We're getting okay. our rhythm. Everybody's getting the flow of how people play. So how did that J how that J feel? How it feel? felt good. It felt hey, the first quarter, the first quarter, I missed my first one. Then after that, I think I hit like four in a row right back to back to oh, back. <laughs> You know what yeah. you do when you heat up, bro. It's, oh, you like the floor? Because I, I know they got uh, back in the days I balled there and they had nice arenas and wood floors. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, pretty, it's set up pretty cool. Well, yeah, our, the, the gym we're playing in now is a brand new school. Yeah. So, they didn't get wood floor, but it's a nice floor. They didn't yeah. get wood floor because it's for the, the school is like kids, a kid's school. What will kids do with a wood floor? You know, they wanted the wood floor, but, you know, but the floor is really nice. It's yeah. brand new. So yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's not slippery or anything. So it's fine. Yeah, that's nice, bro. Nice. All right, man. We don't want to hold you up, bro, because we know you got to get to practice. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anything, you want, anything you want to add to that, though, Renee? Man. Oh, me? Uh, no, it was yeah. great. Great having a guest uh, with uh, so much um, new stuff to, 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 to learn about, like, First, first time we have a guest from Switzerland, that's great. Or like, probably you should be our uh, guest again in a couple of months to tell us how it actually is when you've played your couple first games in winter. Um, but yeah, it's always nice. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot for taking the time for being here with us. And um, I wish you all the best for the upcoming season, that everything stays normal, that, we probably, that probably in a couple of weeks or months, uh, people can go and watch your games without masks and everything uh, will be back to normal. And uh, yeah, thanks. Oh, no problem. Yeah, Thank you for having know. me here. But no well, I got I got to add I got to add I, add, I got to add one thing before I leave. What's that, bro? I got to say shout out to Lish though cuz that was my club that I loved the most. 
That was the club yeah, yeah, I love the most. I have to. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. I'm so, hey, man. You know what? Lish is such a cool little town. And, you know, it all started for me back in the days in Geeson, man. So shout out, shout out, Hessen. We both love Hessen, man. And let me put this out there for the listeners, too. I'm so proud of you, Jamel, because, you know, we watched them. Me and you have watched them together. We watched dudes chase pro basketball dreams. We watched Americans come. We watched them fail. You know what I'm saying? And, you, you know, not hating at all, but. You stuck with your dream, man. You stayed on your journey, bro. And I'm real proud of you, dog, because it takes, you know, takes a real hog to do that, man. It's not easy. It's not as easy as you're making it look. It's not as easy as I made it look. You feel me? It's not easy at all, man. It's really a lot of hard work and mental. It's a mental thing also. You know, you might not get everything you want, but as long as you're chasing, you know, you're going to get something out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. You might not get it in the first few years, but when you get it, you're gonna get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, what's yeah, what's for you is for you. You know what I mean? Preach. So brother. Beautiful, man. Okay, well then we're gonna bring you on for a part two when you got some more time, man. So have fun at practice, man. I know it's gonna be fun. Splashing threes all over all the youngest. Cooking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. them youngest on your squad. I know that's gonna be lovely. <laughs> Easy, yeah, for sure. <laughs>